biology teacher that always asked the students for jokes, so I came up with this really stupid joke to tell her. <clears throat> uh, why Why did the students bring the honeycomb to the classroom? Why? No. Because bees get degrees. <laughs> Lucy, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Always a pleasure. You know, this bitch right here is always fantasy come reality. Oh, yeah, how, how are you doing? I'm fantasy come. Oh wait, no. Wait. <laughs> uh, I, I'm doing great. Come. I always love being here. Y'all are amazing. And Cynthia, thank you so much for joining mm. us today. Have a good one. Glad that you guys brought the bad girl, of the Black Hills, back on. Glad, glad to be here. Cool, cool. Uh, let me read off the the warning here. This is from the Department of Homeland Security. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment. Lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. Domestic actors and foreign terrorist organizations continue to maintain a visible presence online in attempts to motivate and conduct attacks in the homeland. Threat actors have recently mobilized to violence, citing factors such as reactions to current events and adherence to violent extremist ideologies. In the coming months, threat actors could exploit several upcoming events to justify or commit acts of violence, including certifications related to midterm elections, the holiday season and associated large gatherings, the marking of two years since the breach of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, and potential sociopolitical developments connected to the ideological beliefs or personal hostility. Targets of potential violence include public gatherings, faith-based institutions, the LGBTQ plus uh, community, uh, schools, religious and racial minorities, government facilities and personnel, US critical infrastructure, the media, and perceived ideological opponents. So basically nothing that we didn't already know, being gay and black. Um, yeah. <laughs> Does like, feel like old news at this point. Really, the consistent thing that I can see across people who are given platform to be transphobic and sometimes anti-Semitic at the same time uh, are the fact that they they don't grow up past these conceptualizations of of our experience. So, I, I mean, I did have like an idea that like I wanted to be a, a girl from when I was very young, but seeing people in the media being ridiculed, being targeted, uh, being criminalized, uh, that you know, gave a lot of internal hate and eventually I came to terms with, with what I needed to, uh, as far as that struggle. Some people still cling to their masculinity with such uh, a diehard force as if they're trying to prove something, prove how tall they are, to prove how masculine they are. Uh, that's one of the first triggers you should look for. Anybody who is promising like some sort of secret virility or people who are selling testosterone or supplements to diet that are supposed to increase your masculinity. It's one of the, the very earliest highlights of like a fascistic society is a, an appeal to paternalism. Uh, so you do still see women's voices trying to be traditional women uh, with a voice, but generally speaking, it is uh, uh, white, rich men and people who are given platform uh, by other white, rich men, Rupert Murdoch being in charge of Fox News has led to a decay of journalism and our expectations of the presentation of reality uh, just over time. So most of the news that you see, those transphobic opinion pieces in are almost purely opinion. They have very light facts and they don't 
address the other side in good faith. They assume their position and then use that position to dehumanize us. And it goes on even in mainstream media. Yeah, it's look at very, the media. Um, and I, I know that's a hard statement to believe, but if you think about it, if you look at the mainstream media, do you, I don't hear very often about them defending the trans community. They'll say, you know, things like there was violence, but they won't say these are human beings. We really need to sit down and take a look at them through an actual factual lens, not this narrative. There's an idea called the Overton window, and that's how you shift a political narrative from one place to another. So it, right now, the narrative is, are trans people human, worthy of rights? That's the question at hand. And they keep on shifting it towards you know, the, the no side of things on that question. We have to move it away from that. We are human, right? We, we shouldn't have to dispute that. Uh, we have to move that towards the right and see like, what is our place uh, in society rather than you know, should we exist at all? I think a good parallel between that is, um, do you remember, I know, well, obviously y'all are outside of California, but during, uh, before it became, you know, nationwide, the allowance of gay marriage um, or marriage equality, uh, essentially in California, it was on the ballot. And the first time it was them showing like, oh, look, um, here's the numbers of people who support and blah, blah, blah. And it failed miserably. But then the next year when they did that same um, push to get it back on the ballot, they then showed a bunch of gay couples on TV instead of you know giving statistics and figures. They literally just showed gay couples and them explaining how they love their partner, um, the person that they want to be with. And it passed because they were humanizing this uh, group of people who've been othered the entire time. So it's not, hey, these gay people are secretly demons and monsters that want to eat your babies. It's literally just like, hey, I love this person. I'd like to get married to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like uh, the the way that that shifts for for like our perspective over time, you know, I grew up with uh, Silence of the Lambs being like one of the first representations I can recall of a transgender experience, but it's otherizing, demonizing because the person they say in the movie even isn't a transsexual, but just, you know, that that doesn't really hit what the media thinks of it. Or like from Ace Ventura, a trans yeah. person being viewed as disgusting to have sex with. That is an implicit narrative that people don't examine further. They don't ask the questions of why do we have these constant punchlines in our lives? Um, so like after the 80s, uh, in, during the AIDS crisis, uh, it was viewed as something that was you know, filthy and disease-ridden. As we talked about like the dehumanization of, of of people, that's the rhetoric that was used uh, on the radio and in media print. You know, comparison to vermin, uh, saying that they're people who bring plague or disease to society. Uh, that's a lot of part of where where my uh, my ideas about uh, LGBTQ people in general uh, came from was after the panic of the AIDS crisis. Uh, so that has kind of tarnished the. Uh, image in society because of the lack of attention paid to people because just of their sexuality, uh, how the methods of disease spread, 
they don't care about your sexuality. We eventually figured that out, but it's viewed as being a plague by people on the radio, by people in churches, people in pulpits saying it was God's wrath on us. Yeah, I remember Reagan actually went on TV and basically said that he actually ordered the CDC not to do shit on it until it started affecting straight people. Like that one kid who got it from a blood transfusion. That's when they were like, oh shit. There's no religious, there's no religiosity to this disease. It's going to get anybody. And then they started putting funding. Like one of the people that I game with, I won't say their name. They, um, prep actually came out prep as in like it was FDA approved a month after they had contracted HIV. Mm. HIV cares about as much about your gender identity or sexuality as a hurricane. So it's Mm -hmm. not related. Athena, what you're saying about the the shift in the Overton window is completely right. I remember during the beginning of um, uh, Trump's first run, or, you know, Trump's 2016 run for president, he at least pretended to be sympathetic towards the LGBT community. I remember he had one quote where he said he would happily let Caitlyn Jenner use the women's restroom at Mar-a-Lago. Um, there's that famous photo of him hugging the the rainbow flag. Um, but now the um, Republican Party and the broader right wing has become more and more progressively mask off on the issue to the points where in, you know, major right wing outlets like Fox News, the um, it seemed like the through line of a lot of the commentary when it came to the Q nightclub shooting is, well, you kind of get what you deserve. Yeah. So there's there's definitely been a tight shift as far as the, the rhetoric about our community is concerned. To tie back in a little bit with the Kanye thing, uh, Tim Pool, who gave a platform uh, for Kanye West to come on, yay left before anything could really be said because Tim Pool tried to shut down the anti-Semitism. But Tim Pool made those sorts of statements directly on his Twitter saying, okay, so what we see are people being groomers. And then we see people doing violence to stop the grooming. What do you expect? Well, we we aren't groomers. We're living our lives. We're trying to be happy. We're trying to show uh, other kids who might be like us when they grow up that you can be happy and queer. It's fine, right? Uh, That's the only message we're doing. The grooming that they see there is just the acceptance that we want kids to have that they can exist. That's it. um, Sorry, go ahead, Lucy. Go ahead. I was, I was going to tie it into an incident before so you can definitely see the difference between um, previously and, you know, nowadays. Yeah, what I was going to say is um, I, I I definitely hold on to the, the hopelessly optimistic side of me, and I kind of have this um, hopeful, it's always darkest before the dawn mentality, because there's always been a pattern of um, acceptance of different marginalized groups. Normally what we see is as marginalized groups start to get more and more acceptance from the general public, that's when we experience the height of reactionary pushback, but then that reactionary pushback inevitably fails and the that marginalized group gains wide acceptance among the population. Uh, I think a good ex- example would be the, the cis gay community We saw um, more recognition of the gay community back in the 70s, 
And from that into the 80s, early 90s, we saw a lot of reactionary pushback. That's when we saw a lot of these anti-sodomy laws, a lot more heightened rhetoric from the far right about, oh, we can't let gay people be teachers, et cetera. And here we are, we have nationwide gay marriage. So that's my, that's my hope is what the trend is going to be for our community. And I'm holding on to it. Let's do celebrate that one positive piece of, of uh, news they did pass in the Senate, the Marriage Equality Act. So now I don't have to worry necessarily about my state, not, my, my uh, nation not recognizing my marriage as valid when yes, I change absolutely. the gender on my birth certificate. Um, but there is still a religious loophole. And if rights go back to the states under the Supreme Court, they still could pass their own marriage equality interpretation and have to go back up to the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm not really scared of it at this point. It seems like momentum is on our side with that particular bill, but there are lots of other bills being proposed right now to limit our access uh, to life-saving healthcare or to just you know uh, states of existence without fear of tyranny. Texas now has uh, proposed some bills to detransition the entire state regardless of age for people who have already medically transitioned for which a lack of hormones would be possibly deadly. Um, that definitely would have deleterious effects on mental health. So that's the shift that's pushing back on that same Overton window. Those bills about transgender sports, nobody cared about them until no. about two years ago. It's an opportunity, a window to isolate, identify, otherwise, and then restrict access to public health and safety. And that's that's kind of my that kind of leads into one of my other hopes too, is that hopefully there is enough conservative ambivalency about our our community to work in our favor, because the you know the talking heads are really pushing this narrative hard of um, trans people being terrible. But hopefully there is an, enough within like that conservative mindset that are like, well okay, whatever, move on. I'm concerned about jobs or healthcare. So fingers crossed. Yeah, like they say that we're only or less than 1% of the population. So why should we get all the attention? Well, why should we get all the attention then on these like sports bills? They're literally targeting possibly zero people in Montana with specific bills. They're, they're literally targeting, you know, like one or two kids is all in any given field. It's not something that we're, you know, dominating in sports like they think we are. It's just we want to exist alongside other people. Well, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's part of with those bills. That's only towards if you read the bills, it's only towards trans women. There are nothing. I've never read a bill yet that targets trans men. No, that's not quite true because, yeah, testosterone is like a regulated chemical. So, like, you can't get access to that below 18. But well, in collegiate sports, that would still possible. Yeah, like I said, the anti-trans bills that I've read, all of them were targeting trans women. I have not seen a bill that just also targets trans men as well. Specifically, oh, the SAFE Act laws would target either uh, through, through uh, hormone blockers and access to that. Uh, and then also then the more extensive ones that are just about uh, or try to be about sports laws just have gender neutral language and stripping the rights of each gender to access the other. I don't know exactly how to word that right. But it's it's uh, generally speaking crafted to be uh, equally uh, offensive to either male to female or female to male or intersex people. Generally speaking, there are intersex exceptions made 
with specific genetic markers that you have to get tests for. So then therefore it's restrictive to people in states of poverty. So yeah, it, it's definitely something that's transphobic on the upper handed, like, hey, we have the moral power to force people to jump through hoops that they maybe don't have the finances or resources for, but it's equal handed on, on either route to access. Does anybody remember the name of the trans man who didn't get to compete with boys because of the trans bill? Like he, um, he was a great wrestler and people were getting upset because they thought he was trans femme, but he was really trans mask. And uh, he was like, I shouldn't be wrestling with, <laughs> please put me in with boys. And they mm -hmm. couldn't because of the state bill. I forget what his name was. But he was uh, winning. He was winning yeah, he was every match. Every match. He would like throw them, like literally throw them outside of the circle. Just be like, oh, get out of here. And it makes me think of the against guys. They were against other men and he was winning. Oh yeah. When he finally when he went to college and started wrestling um in a state, I believe it was in a state that was much more understanding, obviously. Um, he was just dominating still because he's just really, really good. And you know. He, if he wanted to, he could go into the Olympics because Olympic sports allow trans athletes. They tried this whole genetic marker stuff and chromosome tests, and there were a lot of people who were excluded who were cisgendered because of it. So uh, I just, if the Olympics allows us and you don't see us dominating there, I don't, I don't think it's a big issue, but you know, they just use it to uh, further their ability to get funding and further their ability to get elected through hate. That makes me think of the, the controversy from a few years back of um, post 9-11, there were a lot of Sikhs that were targeted by hate groups because, you know, a person of color wearing a turban, oh, they must be Muslim. So yeah. the takeaway from both of these things is that bigots are idiots. Yeah. yeah. The problem then becomes though, there are there are plenty of people who don't fit the trans identity who then get targeted because of other states of, of minority. Like uh, I've heard that uh, African-American students in collegiate sports or, or in high school sports were accused by the other team who lost against them of being trans because of the loss. Just that kind of finger pointing, accusatory, paranoid nature. We we don't need that. And if the society becomes such that you know bigots are are wanting to exclude and and uh, ultimately murder us, lots of cis people that look in between are going to be targets of that. We have to have like special markers somehow and restrict uh, our access to uh, other gender features or or whatever even further. It doesn't make sense to us as a society to do that. Well, and that's the thing that as a black person has always kind of been prevalent in my life is you would always hear it when I, when I, you know, didn't know what trans was and whatnot and was identifying as a cis man, you would hear those comments about black women all the time. Oh, I would never date a black woman because they're too mannish or- Michelle Obama's arms. Yeah. Well, I dated this oh, person yeah. who was a, cis a cisgendered woman who actually had a kid and that used to come up all the time because she was, we were both very fit. We'd both go to the gym and it, it would happen all the time. Even after I started my transition, when we hung out once, we had um, a police officer thinking that we were sex workers because we were standing in a location talking to each other. And he thought we were both transgender. And really I'm the only, I was the trans person. She's just a cisgendered woman who has a deeper voice. 
Um, and, you know, as with all cis women, she has some facial hair. It's peach fuzz, but they, they uh, construed her as trans and were, you know, misgendering her because they were trying to be a dick. <laughs> and this is, this is something that's always happened for a lot of Black women is you'll hear that. Like, I've literally heard people say that when they met my mom afterwards. They're like, is that your mom or your dad? And I'd be like, oh, that's funny because we're at work and I can go to HR. Yeah. <laughs> that's the appropriate HR, response it was the HR was like you know it'd be great let's give this person some counseling it was like you know it'd be great how about we fire them but you made a very interesting comment about you know mark uh, identifying markers that kind of tie into the history because back in nazi germany that's what they did they actually started signing people certain badges to wear depending on uh if they were uh part of the communist party uh they could have been uh basically uh like the lgbtq community uh jewish people uh also uh gypsies depending on what your classification was that didn't fit the norm you had to wear a certain badge in public so this way everyone could identify you yeah so they a lot of people say some things like, you know, Jews are canaries in the cold mine as being the first to be otherized. And we, we see that, like, there's still that sentiment at the bottom of right wing conservative talk radio. A lot of their statements that they've been making for years about elitists, about globalists, about lizard people are now directly linked to anti-Semitism and neo-Nazi uh, ideologies like it, it's just now explicitly out there uh, we, we've been saying these kinds of things for years that yeah this has been a, a big lead up to a, a punch against uh, uh, people in minority groups of all kinds uh, and it's been now kind of internalized in in a lot of, of uh, right-wing circles uh, Kanye West is using his Christian identity and merging it with Nazi ideology uh, in a way to like you know, bring, bring about like a, a sort of syncretism of, of these ideologies. And it's put forward then with the history of violence that that came with uh, under the, the Third Reich. It's just, we, we have to deplatform people who are seeking power to recreate those situations in society. Well, yeah, that's totally right. There is a history with the religious aspect of the Christian belief that, and you especially if you um, review the Catholic Church's history, they uh, also uh, basically committed, uh, if you look at the, um, what is it, the uh, Spanish Inquisition, anyone who wasn't uh, uh, Catholic or Christian was basically tortured and killed. I mean, the Catholics, uh, like I said, if you look during the Crusades, what well, uh, the um, crusading soldiers from Europe did to the Jewish and also the Muslim communities during that time. So it does fit in uh, with uh, some of these extremist Christian beliefs that, you know, only Christians are the ones worthy to rule. Yeah, we, um, uh, kind of on that same line um, of seeing collaboration of fascism with religion, there's also a collaboration of fascism with capitalism because capitalism and fascism can coexist. That's why we see a lot of, um, a lot of these these uh, right wing narratives get get pushed to the forefront because these conservative commentators they're able to raise a lot of money and they're not they're 
handicapped in the same way that leftist messaging is. Like if if we can imagine a nightmare scenario, if like Twitter were to become nationalized due to incompetence and then governed by the same people that, you know, were kicked off of the platform before, that would be basically the institutionalization of, you know, uh, of the sort of violence that they want to, you know, have pervade the constant uh, daily national diet. At this point, it's it's a global platform. So like that that's kind of like a nightmare scenario. I don't think it ever needs to come to that or anything. But like the the reins of power just have to be stopped from the propaganda wing and the rights of of individual platforms to restrict or moderate their content is now being under it's under trial right now. And capitalism is benefiting, is profiting off of that conflict still. Uh, people more than ever are driven to Twitter because they're paranoid, because they're afraid, uh, because they want to see it all burn, right? A lot of that sentiment that uh, that kind of rallies online, if you give that public space and sentiment and put the right words behind it, become violent, incendiary, uh, and restrictive of people to feel safe in their conduct of free speech, as you pointed out. Yeah. I also like to point out that there are some of us, though, who go to Twitter just to watch Twitter itself burn. Like, <laughs> seeing uh ellie what is it ellie lily i forget the name of the, the company. eli lily yeah eli lily that's oh that it. was a, oh yeah i remember that one that was beautiful mm -hmm. great <laughs> moment of capitalists oh. eating each other <laughs> i think like elon musk saw that oh sorry are you missing something i was saying capitalism hurts itself in confusion <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and i think elon musk saw that moment and was like you know what Twitter can really do one thing well, fuck up brands. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take it to Apple next. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it works. You have to well, do something Apple, that's targeted. It was also something that Apple did not actually say. They were not saying anything about like, oh, hey, we're, we're gonna drop uh, Twitter from stuff. That's just something Musky Boy kind of pulled up on, on his own from like looking at how they were scaling back their, their money towards him. Because that was a big, uh, revenue for uh, Twitter was uh, Apple. So to see that money start to fade away is obviously noticeable. But if he's going to continue to alienate them, alienate them, I'm hoping that it causes it to become so detrimental that Musky Boy loses out on that $44 billion purchase. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully he loses that at a loss of all the rest of his money. Well, I know he's in trouble now because of the stuff he did for the uh, with was it Tesla? Tesla stocks? Because because of the amount of him trying to recoup their more money towards Twitter, him doing some of his illegal practices. So I'm hoping that gets him investigated and jailed, but we all know how that goes for Well, he, he's well. now violated labor laws of the EU. He's violated yeah. labor laws of like all sorts of different places like that. But it when it comes down to if it's just fiscal responsibility, maybe how about a house arrest? This is incompetence at a scale that, you know, could be used to like benefit humanity and has been used instead to incite hateful rhetoric. Yeah, uh, you need to, you need to go to time out. Yeah, like that's the way they used to organize certain protests in other countries was through that and Facebook. And you know, that's why some of them had invented their own stuff like Signal. But mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that uh, this leads to a further loss of the Elon, uh, Elon money train. I think that we should have a billionaire insurance and people who make, you know, who, who have $999 million pay every cent over that as just billionaire insurance. That goes to the very poorest people to 
feed world hunger, whatever the case may be. Nobody needs a billion dollars. It's functional immortal money. I think it should be like a, uh, a maximum wage. Like, I think that after a certain amount, every fucking cent that goes, every fucking red cent that is made afterwards should go straight to a tax. And then that tax should be used to fund not only schools, but infrastructure and healthcare. Because as you said, like, nobody in their fucking life will be able to spend over you know a billion dollars in their fucking life it's just if you're if you lose that much money afterwards you should just be done yeah and super duper high inheritance taxes if conservatives believe in meritocracy so much well fine then you don't get to take all of daddy and mommy's billions you have to make it on your own because didn't we have that before Mm -hmm. reagan we had a higher tax rate on a certain bracket yeah Yeah. Uh, during eisenhower during Eisenhower's reign, there was, uh, I think, like 70 or 90%. Yeah. It was uh, uh, 90% during war times and then decreased to about 70% from the 50s to the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and then 80s are whenever we decided we don't want to invest in America anymore. We want to just give all people all the, all the cocaine money in the world. Yeah. So I think what we, we need to do is just have like a scheduled chart and it's can, you know, change over time with, with, uh, uh, you know, inflation and stuff like that, but it should just be how much money would it take to get you completely high as balls for the rest of your life on any given drug? That's as much money as you get for, for your entire life. That's no, the it, maximum it, wage you can have it, it doesn't need to be related to inflation. It needs to be related to the minimum wage because inflation will go up, but minimum wage stays the same. So <laughs> if, if minimum wage goes up, billionaires can have more of their money. But other than that, no. And it's not even their money. It's our money, comrade. It's mm-hmm. our Because nobody got there on their own. You had to use roads. You had to use infrastructure. You didn't make that money on your own. You made that money with the help of the people. Yeah, like I, I paid more in taxes for a Snicker bar than some people did just with uh, accumulative wealth that they're oh, yeah. from. Or, or some uh, some companies, like some companies get negative taxes, you know, like they get paid money by the government. Subsidies, yeah. Yeah. And we're subsidizing people who are further subsidized by uh, uh, the low minimum wage and having to employ people who are required, who are, you know, need WIC, uh, who need childcare and other federal programs. We are subsidizing upon subsidizing and the benefits go to corporations who are, who are employing them. That money that is just floating out there supposedly to uh, improve the structure of whatever corporations does not benefit benefit us as a society, though, at this state. Uh, we have to be more, rely- more what is the word, uh, responsible to each other. We need to be more accountable about the, the way that we uh, invest our money and, and hold the investors accountable. Like you see the sort of same uh, complaint about, you know, people with money on Kanye West statements, but it's attached in this sense to like an old lineage kind of money concept. And that is a deeply anti-Semitic kind of trope that the people with money must be Jews somehow. (laughs) Like if you look at the banks, the people who control them, mostly actually like Catholic. So the the libel that exists on these uh, kind of banking funds or banking or money fronts, it's it's legitimate. Like we can have criticism about people with capital does not involve uh, their race. Like almost, you know, 100% of the time it's not because 
of their status as an ethnic minority that has granted them this. Maybe it's because yeah, of we... situations that grew out of that, because of other former oppression, what happened with their community, but it's not their fault. Yeah, and if we want to look, if we really want to look at demographic trends of the the richest people in the world, Fortune 500 CEOs, uh, people in charge of these these giant banks, the biggest demographic is white men. Yeah, <laughs> right wing media doesn't want to talk about that. And if we look at the the shooters, uh, you know, who are targeting us, white men, white men, <laughs> people who are on the radio promoting that violence, white, white men. men. God damn it. What the hell is going on? Do we have to like, you know, shut down our borders before we figure out this whole white men thing? That's right. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to stop white men from coming into America. We got enough here. Maybe we need to export some white men out. Not we've let been white doing men that. use the restrooms. Uh, well, we've been doing that exporting white men to die in foreign countries for a couple generations. It has not worked out very well for our soldiers. So, you know, another reason maybe to like just shut down our borders until we can figure out what's wrong with these white men. Yeah, like I said, ban the white men from entering. Maybe that's what we, we should, I would love to see a politician say that. You we, never we, will hear that. We don't, wanna, we don't want them toxic and leaving though either. They're such toxic people that are in control of things. See, if we otherize people like on that statement, it seems like it's ridiculous, but that's exactly the sentiment that they're echoing against Jews, trans people, whoever the bully of the week is, they wanna just take out. Uh, so. Like that's the restriction of travel, you know, the restriction of finances and money, uh, having that banter back and forth, like between two people trying to do just about the exact same thing on one side, but it's not an equivocation. Like we want to live. We don't want to target and destroy people uh, just for who they are necessarily. We want to protect our people. We want to restrict them from having violent or hateful statements towards us, but that doesn't make us equally evil to like their statements about dehumanizing us or other people so yeah the 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 equivocation that the right is just as bad as the left the left is just as bad as the right there's there's not a statement yeah, that i've seen like that on the it, left no there is no question that uh, whoever makes that statement is either uh ignorant or just plain stupid because um if you look at the statements from the right the uh the violent rhetoric that has mm -hmm. caused these mass shootings uh, at synagogues, uh, down in uh, Texas, up in New York, couple incidences where a guy was going after people who he thought were illegal immigrants. Mm -hmm. Is this the watch PewDiePie guy? <laughs> so, like I said, their violent rhetoric has inspired. If we look even during Trump's time, and if you uh, forgot about the guy who the guy who sent 15 pipe bombs to various uh, Democratic leaders and uh, news figures. And the only reason uh, he got caught is because he was a shitty bomb maker and they were easily traced back to him. But it's because of his rhetoric, this guy, a Trump supporter, sent uh, basically uh, terroristic devices to kill people. I I appreciate a meme that I see floating around of wing conspiracy theories versus right wing conspiracy theories. A left wing conspiracy theory will be something like, hey, the CIA overthrew this government in Latin America. And 10 years later, the CIA will declassify is like, yeah, we totally overthrew that government. Meanwhile, right wing conspiracies are Jewish space lasers and flat earth. Yeah. 
if you look at a good comparison if you look at like i saw like just like a whole like conspiracy theory pyramid like it almost all comes down to like anti-semitism if you've heard your uncle say something weird about the earth being flat you can dig a little bit and it comes to the protocols of el- elders of zion or if you um it always yeah. comes back to anti-semitism it does it's the weirdest old obsession that white men have <laughs> like european men just have this obsession with somebody who might be somebody who looks like us but has a different set of rules a different set of behavior and then possibly evil intent the blood libel is a concept that like you know jews are out to convert kill or steal your babies and now that rhetoric's been put on trans people that we want to somehow convert children it's not how it works i wasn't converted i i was like this <laughs> forever yeah i might have been encouraged by seeing people like me in society but this is me this is my decision nobody's holding my hand or forcing my my uh my moves i had to fight like hell to get here i don't want kids to feel as repressed and self uh, tortured as i did that doesn't make me a groomer that makes me empathetic towards people uh and they go back to the um the foundation of all their uh conspiracies being about people of uh, of jewish descent some of them are so ingrained that you didn't know like for the longest i didn't know that the lizard people jokes were literally about people of jewish descent and now just, alex jones wore it on the on the hitler episode so we should all make that easy connection well that was before like before all the recent stuff i just thought it was just people being dumb because it's like that doesn't even make sense how are there lizard people who are going to control anything like are you out of your mind so for the longest i would make fun of the people who would say those jokes until somebody who is actually you know jewish was like oh yeah no no this is literally a, a, a they're jabbing at us because they think we control things and i'm like this is the dumbest shit i've ever heard like why why but also to your your, your point about the um we're not we are not converting people it's kind of like how i was joking before the show that everybody who i dated before the age of like 26 is trans now there's no it's not that i'm a a chemical that we can put in the water to turn all the kids trans and gay it's literally they had certain things that you know pointed out to me they were trans or at least going through a similar thing that i was going through because the fuck i didn't even know that trans was a word back then all i knew is holy shit something's wrong i don't really can comport to this fucking gender norm and it's considered weird oh this other person um basically is experiencing the exact same thing and they're considered weird let's sync up and then as i started to learn came into myself and now i'm freed by someone else who basically was like yeah hey that thing that you're feeling is called gender dysphoria you don't have to hate yourself and then finally having the courage to come out then leads to a domino effect where others who are feeling the exact same thing are like, oh shit, I don't have to live this stressful, hateful life. I can just be myself. That's all that it is. Yeah, and, and the argument that we're somehow increasing the percentage of people in the population who have dysphoria, that's not true. Uh, that is just, you know, that's a misunderstanding of, of the situation. Uh, we aren't you know, glorifying necessarily our, our presentation as, as being like a fix or remedy or anything like that. 
but it is uh, it is a psychological tool, at least for me, to look in the mirror and know that I have value. It takes uh, it takes work, it takes effort, and it takes a recognition of myself. Uh, and well, some people don't need that. Well, it's kind of like with the left-handed stuff back in like uh, when it was no longer illegal to be left-handed. Mm -hmm. Being able, being able to use your left hand didn't suddenly increase. It was just something that it was like, oh shit, I don't have to learn this other way of writing solely because of the way I was born. Like if your left hand, the, the prevalence of left-handedism didn't increase after it became okay to use your left hand. It was just, you know, no longer something that you were shunned or persecuted over if it could be considered that. Cross-dressing public used to be illegal. Lots more people mm -hmm. felt comfortable cross-dressing in public after it was not illegal. Uh, that didn't change anything about the morality of the situation necessarily. It just changed like the fact that you didn't have to go to jail if you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the, the morality side of it like changes with the society, perception of society. Shakespeare back in the day had plenty of plays and all of them had cross-dressing in them. Every single Shakespeare. So when you see people like Ben Shapiro, like making arguments that we don't really appreciate society or respect culture anymore, uh, and then try and draw back from these people who are immersed in the trans experience of the day, really rings pretty flat. It, it's yeah. uncultured themselves. So it's kind of like when um, Matt Walsh was trying to say that uh, essentially n no gay. Um, unions as he put it were ever societally accepted or socially accepted or societally accepted until today today's day and age and it's like um greece has called they would really <laughs> like to talk to you uh, <laughs> what did this guy alexander the great i don't know yeah. might have heard a rest of a history book try to pick up one something well yeah these history. are all the whole free culture <laughs> well these are also the same people who said that um what is it called polyandry yeah, the one where a woman can marry multiple husbands never existed. And then we've literally seen this throughout several different cultures. Like there are places currently in um, Africa that allow this. There was Tibet, there were several tribes in South America and Central America. Like there were ample examples of it, but these people don't really care about facts, you know, which is interesting because they're always like, facts don't care about your feelings, but we all recognize that this is just something that they say. They don't really give a shit about history, science, or anything. They really just go off of their feelings and look to justify it through this fucking up of history because they really don't give a shit. I do want to thank you guys for joining us, Lucy, Cynthia, Aria. For every person who is uh, trans, uh, this is my advice to you. Live your life. Go out there, get a job, and just be who you are in the general public. And don't let the haters get to you. Because I'm speaking from my own personal experience. When we're out there at these jobs that are viewed in public, showing people that trans individuals are human beings, I think, in my opinion, that is a step in a positive direction. Your existence is resistance. So live every day and love yourself. That's the best way you can right. fight these kinds of people.